There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Settle down. Settle down. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And from time to time, it is our constitutional duty to provide an update to the people on what is the current state of pop music. What are the sounds? What are they singing about? And who's even singing? Tonight, we'll be taking the musical temperature by consulting the charts, the platforms, and the people to figure out what is happening in popular music in 2021. Charlie, it sounds like it's time for the annual State of the Pop Union address. I love this idea, but I have to ask, how do we get a picture of the contemporary pop landscape when it's so fractured and splintered? Like, how does one take the temperature of the pop nation? It's not easy. And that's why we've assembled our best team of experts who've been feeding us daily briefings for the past year. And I think the place that we have to begin is on the charts. So let's take a minute to think about where our musical nation has been on the charts. Since 2019, the artist The Weeknd has been blinding us with his lights full of 80s nostalgia, and he's not gone anywhere. He's currently got six songs that are charting still today. And riding that same future nostalgia wave is Dua Lipa, who's had a three-year reign of chart hits. And with the song Cold Heart, her recent collaboration with Elton John, she's still hanging on. Yeah, I was grooving to this song so hard in line at the pharmacy the other day. <laughs> I was getting some looks, but I I didn't care, Charlie, because this Dua Lipa Elton John collab, you know, similarly to the to the weekend tracks we're listening to, it's got this kind of throwback vibe that is just so listenable. So catchy, reaching back to the 80s, to this sense of nostalgia. I mean, these artists have figured it out. They've definitely swept the nation with that sound. But perhaps we can see if the winds have begun to change. We've seen some new faces on the charts and also some familiar ones as well. So let's run down our top picks. I want to start with WizKid. He's the Nigerian Afrobeats artist many U.S. audiences were first exposed to in 2016 on Drake's One Dance. (laughs) 
WizKids' song Essence, featuring Justin Bieber and Thames, is currently at position number 11, and it's really shaking things up. Bringing the tempo down. Mm. It's getting sensual. I dig pretty much everything about this track. <laughs> Tell me more. There is kind of a, a sparseness to this, a spaciousness, that slow tempo you mentioned. This really stands out to me on the charts. I don't hear a lot of other songs like this. And it's breaking records. This is the first Nigerian song in history to chart on both Billboard's Hot 100 and the Global 200. And what's more is that before Bieber put his vocal on the song, the track already had a pretty high-profile fan. Essence was a Barack Obama favorite pick on his 2020 playlist, his State of the Musical Union, so to speak. That dude has annoyingly good taste in music. I know, I know. He's going to be DJing sets in Ibiza in six months, I bet. (laughs) I think it might be a leading indicator of some interesting shakeup that we're going to be seeing on the charts. Hmm. As we go further up, we're going to see a lot of familiar names. Names like Drake at number six with Future and Young Thug and their song, Way Too Sexy. Always love to hear a right said Fred, I'm too sexy interpolation. Yeah. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And who would have thought this song would last so long in our cultural memory? I mean, this is not the first time a pop artist has interpolated, right, said Fred. Cast back to Taylor Swift in her Reputation release and the single, Look What You Made Me Do. What you made me do, look what you made me do, look what you just made me do, look what you just made me do, look what you made me do, look what you made me do, look what you just made me This song is not going anywhere. I didn't expect in 2021 that connections to Taylor Swift and to the world of hip hop would be happening once again, but here we are, everybody <laughs> is too sexy. <laughs> this interpolation keeps coming back around and I probably thought that Drake's version was a bit of a novelty and would quickly disappear, but he knows how to make a hook. He knows how to make a meme of a song. And there it is, number six, Drake's Way Too Sexy. And it leads us off into a bunch of familiar acts, some faces we might not have seen in a minute, Hmm. but who have some of the biggest hits ever are coming back around and leading the charts once again, which leads us to our old friend, Eddie Sheeran. Eddie Sheer Sheer. He's got a new song, Bad Habits. My bad habits lead to late nights and in a conversations with a And that song is fine. Totally fine. Yeah, it's okay. That is like gas station coffee. It 
keeps you going. Or it's the song that you hear at the pharmacy and you maybe nod your head unconsciously because you're not really hearing the song. You're just hearing a beat. But you're not like jiggling your ass the way you do with Cold Heart. No, no, it's just not. You're not knocking bottles of ibuprofen off the shelves with your tuchus when you're listening to Ed Sheeran. More appropriate. This is the State of the Union being watched by millions and millions and millions of people, including children who are still awake. Thank you, Mr. Sloan. Here's the thing for me that I couldn't get out of my ear is that it felt like this song leaned a little too close into maybe one of its influences. It reminded me so much of this TikTok hit, Friendships. It's an instrumental dance song. Check it out. Hmm. Here's Ed Sheeran one more time. I don't generally like to get into the conversation of boardroom making music because I don't really believe in it. But it does feel like someone wrote a brief that was like, this TikTok hit was big. Can we turn it into even bigger pop smash with awesome vocals of Ed Sheeran and <laughs> hooky enough melody? That's what I'm hearing. And I just, I don't know. Sometimes you you make those connections, whether it's real or not. And I just, I can't, I can't escape the original, which I like a little bit more. Regardless of the origins of the song, the, the melody doesn't have any edge for me. It doesn't have any peaks or valleys. It just kind of hums along, which is great. I think it succeeds in what it's trying to do, which is to melt into the background. Ooh, well, if we're throwing shade, then maybe we can ascend one step further up the charts to a song that is really not doing it for me. It's Walker Hayes, Fancy Like, featuring Kesha. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty. Mm. And here I must respectfully disagree with my colleague from across the aisle because I think this song rocks. I love the message of finding something fancy in the kind of everyday mundanities of life. And man, this like hip hop country hybrid is really doing it for me. I would... Definitely get down to this song, Chuck. I have to interject and declare that I believe that Nashville made its bed when it decided to separate from the great Lil Nas X when he so valiantly blended hip-hop and country and was kicked off the country charts. And until he wins the highest honor in the country land, I'm just not down for the hip-hop country mashup. Though, I gotta give it to him because Lil Nas X's song Industry Baby is, as of this recording, one spot higher on the charts than Walker Hayes' track. And I can't argue with that, Charlie. But that's that's a reflection of the larger system of gatekeeping and racial policing that happens in the country sphere i can't we can't necessarily lay that on at the feet of walker hayes and kesha and fancy like but i i do your point is well taken sir i do not yield and yet i do believe we must move on we're going to jump up to number two a new face on the charts the kid Leroy, bolstered by an old face on the charts his song stay featuring justin bieber 
Bieber again. My God, he's the Zelig of the charts. Mm, I mean, that chorus is catchy AF. Yeah, you've got a low melody note and then these jumping higher notes. Back and forth, back and forth. I mean, you know, no shade to the Kid Leroy, but is he's, I don't know if that he's actually singing that. That sounds like someone's dragging those high pitches into the <laughs> grid and Pro Tools every time. I mean, I'd love to see him live and see if he can actually do those. It's a processed vocal. I mean, that's kind of the vibe it's going for. You might not be surprised to learn, though, that the song is produced by some heavy hitters. We've okay. got Cashmere Cat, Charlie Puth, who is known for his perfect pitch, and he was credited with the melody here. Sounds like a Charlie Puth kind of melody. Mm, and that explains a lot. Omar Fetty, the guitar player who we talked a lot about in our episode on Montero, Lil Nas X. Yeah. And Blake Slatkin. We've got a powerhouse of producers behind this track. And, of course, Justin Bieber taking some of the lines, help boosting the song to a bigger audience. I like it. And it's got that genre mashup we've got these like kind of angsty pop punk emo vocals but they're on top of this kind of washy 80s retro vibe that same 80s feel we might hear in the weekend right that's a cool collision there so it makes us wonder like maybe that weekendy thing that we're hearing in Ed Sheeran and the Kid Leroy, are we going to hear that in the number one spot? No, sir. Not at all. Because we have a sudden arrival of an emissary from across the Atlantic. The sweet tones of Adele and her song Easy On Me is currently at number one. Okay, Charles, when I first listened to this song, I have to say I kind of just pushed it to the side. I was like, okay, here's Adele doing the same thing she always does. It's a slow, sparse, piano-driven ballad with some heartbreaking lyrics like I've heard this before. But listening to it with you now, I am swept away by the emotion of this song, by the talent of her performance i'm like kind of hanging on every syllable this is a return to form and maybe that's not a bad thing maybe it's not the worst thing to say this is what i'm good at and i'm gonna keep on doing it until you stop listening it's such a testament on the power of a great song you just sit down with a piano an amazing voice there are infinite recursions of ways to speak about heartbreak because every heartbreak is the most important heartbreak. It is your heartbreak. And when you can relate to it in a song. Yeah, she's got us in our feelings, Chuck. Part of what makes this song so successful to me is this auditory illusion. At the song's climax, it feels like there ought to be in a proper power ballad form. Uh-huh. Giant oh, yeah, drum big, heads. big drum fill. Right? Like, that is what you want because she's taking us there. And yet, without it, there's this restraint 
and it requires our imagination mm. to bring in all of those rhythmic elements. And yet they are cueing us very subtly uh-huh. underneath the bass. There is a muted filtered out kick drum that is giving us just a bit of that restrained energy. Mm. It is that tension of completely letting everything out by but holding back just a little bit that makes me want to lean in even closer. Okay, that's pretty funky. It's also like maybe creates this feeling of delayed gratification as a listener. You're never quite getting that payoff, which is like kind of reflecting the message of the song you know it's like mm-hmm. you're not i'm not going to give you what you want but be nice to me anyway also perhaps number one because if you're not getting the thing you want you just keep needing more of it you keep on hitting play so that's the charts they're giving us a particular view of what's happening in the world of pop music mm. lots of big artists we haven't seen for a minute taken over lots of leaning into allusions to older songs genres and styles indeed though there isn't any just one thing happening i do feel that this old school even if you will elite institution may be misleading us as to the state of pop music we need to talk directly to the people which we'll do right after the break There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. In the state of our pop union, I believe we are always striving for greater perfection and for greater equality of voices. Mm. For so many decades, popular music was ruled by a set of gatekeepers that we know are starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. The top 40 radio stations, the album sales, the things that typically had driven charts, even the new big streaming companies, they're being upset by a whole new set of institutions. That are being driven by the people. And to elucidate the point, I want to play you a song that to laggards might seem like this doesn't have any place in popular music. But oh, does it belong. This is Monoskin's Begging. I'm begging, begging you to put your love in the hand out, baby. I'm begging, begging you to put your love in the hand out, darling. Whoa, okay, that was a curveball. What is this garage rock anthem doing amidst the Biebers and the Drakes at the top of the Hot 100? I, that doesn't compute. There's a lot of things that seem off here. We need to break it down one by one. The first is that this song feels so familiar, but also kind of old. I mean, this was actually originally released in 2017, but it's actually much older than that. Begin is a cover of 
Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, a song that was originally recorded in 1967. Wow, now that we're listening to it, I definitely recognize that song, but I did not put it together that it was a cover. It's got so much like growl and angst to it and distortion that's really cool but again like what is it doing on the pop charts i don't it doesn't make sense this is not a song that i think is really aiming for that place rather this is a song as i said that has been chosen by the people again and again and again it was first chosen on x factor italia because monoskin are an italian rock group Mm. they finished second in the competition and more recently went on to eurovision where they won the 2021 contest. One of the great shames of our show, great disappointment, is that we failed to cover this important overseas event in this last year. Truly a stain on our reputation, but continue. But still, the people have continued to choose Monoskin's Began over and over and over. To be specific, more than 10 million times on TikTok have people set that song to a video. Whoa. And it's part of... This unique trend that happens on no other social platform, just TikTok, where songs that succeed on TikTok, like Began, are gate-crashing billboard charts. Now, the tough thing about TikTok is that it is so perfectly individualized and our algorithm feeds us the exact thing we want. You know, crochet TikTok, cat grooming TikTok, (laughs) acrobatic TikTok. It can be hard to know what's happening in the world of music there because it's so effusive and reaches so many hundreds of millions of people. So to better understand the musical geography of TikTok, we've recruited a musical diplomat, if you will. Mm. Hey, I'm Kat Sang, and I'm the assistant editor at Pitchfork. Kat. Yes, Kat, friend of the show. She covers the TikTok beat better than anybody. I asked her to break down for me, what are the big things that she's hearing on the platform this year? First, I'm seeing an increase in the number of global hits that go onto my feed. Second, there's a sort of like young bedroom pop artist tapping into 90s UK club sounds like drum and bass and garage. And the third thing is the sort of like TikTok pop punk movement. Okay, hold on. Yeah, three things. Let's break them down one by one, starting with global music. At the beginning of the year, there was this kind of moment where Japanese city pop was a big thing on TikTok. And then later on, there is quite a few hits that were Vina House, which is like a Vietnamese brand of club music. One song called The Bomb Remix by Hong Reed was a huge international trend. Relatively recently, you know, one of the top songs on TikTok was the song called Love Now and Titi by the Nigerian singer CK. And so just the number of like hit songs that are coming from other countries, not the US or the UK or like, like even the Western world has been pretty striking to me. Cool. Global music is reaching so many people. And as we saw, Wizkid from Nigeria, also on Billboard's charts. There's a hunger to get outside maybe some of these legacy U.S. acts. But (laughs) 
These might be the leading indicators. This may be where we're heading soon. What about these other trends, the drum and bass? What's going on there? Let's go back to Kat. Probably the biggest breakout star this year from TikTok is a 20-year-old artist named Pink Pantherist. She's from the UK, and she basically got famous posting these little song snippets directly to TikTok. And a lot of her early kind of song drafts were her singing over like classic garage or drum and bass songs. Whoa, Charlie, the kids are all right. That is such a cool track. I can't really reference it to anything I've heard before. It's new, it's fresh, it's kind of experimental, but super catchy. Like, if this is what's happening on TikTok, I want in. I'm I'm all about this. I feel like I'm hearing a connection between some of the lo-fi beats to study, sleep, and do everything in the background too, but mixed with break beats, you know, fast almond break style drums that you expect from drum and bass that are typically in the like 165 to 185 BPM, really fast stuff. But when you slow it down, ooh, mm. what a vibe. Yeah. Okay, so we're hearing these global influences, this experimental drum and bass sound and then i think there was like some pop punk cat was mentioning too what's that about so the final thing we're seeing i guess there's this sort of like tiktok pop punk moment so writing off the coattails of olivia rodrigo and good for you and then also willow released transparent soul there are some other tiktok influencers who have been making things in the pop punk vein the most notable one is the artist named Jaden. she got me rocking so you know i got a He used to be in like one of those big sort of influencer houses, you know, taking like shirtless videos or whatever, but has since made the transition to the mentee of like Machine Gun Kelly and like Travis Barker. And then Lil Huddy, who is also, you know, in that world of influencer mansion celebrity, has also released a couple of pop punk tracks. And so it it does seem like a genre where, like, if you are trying to make the career pivot from, like, cute teenager heartthrob to musician, pop punk is, like, one of the avenues that you're going down. I feel like we're getting a little bit of that pop punky kind of vibe you mentioned on the Kid Leroy track we heard earlier on the charts. We've definitely been seeing a pop punk moment happening. And maybe it's no surprise that the big influencers from TikTok are trying to cross platforms with the thing that they are seeing is working. I don't blame them because pop punk is fun. It's full of energy. There's no denying it. That was fun. I always love hearing from Kat, one of the most astute music writers out there. But let's be real. She's also a member of the media elite, Charlie. And I think <laughs> we need to speak to the the people. You know, we need to go directly. We got to like shake some hands and kiss some babies and, and hear what real Americans are listening to okay well you know mr sloan i have done my homework i've gone to the furthest mountain i have walked into the deepest wood to find the voices of real america the people who help make 
our show. Truly, though, the people behind the show, their ears are brilliant. They offer so much insight into the world of popular music, and I think it's essential that we hear from them today. Hey, Switched On Pop, this is Brandon McFarlane, audio engineer, composer. I really like your show, especially what I do on it. (laughs) I mix the show, and a song that I'm really digging right now that I keep coming back to is off of uh, Coldplay's new album, Music of the Spheres. And the song title is just this heart emoji, and it's with Coldplay, uh, this group called We Are King, and Jacob Collier, who we've had on the show before. And it's no drums, no no instrumentation, just their voices as like a choir, almost like Gregorian chant style with this like nice chamber reverb or church reverb. I tried to hide it underneath Still my heart starts to beat I really like the sentiment of the lyrics. I really love how natural it is. Jacob Collier's baritone, the three amazingly talented women of We Are King, and Coldplay. It's really going in. Okay, guys. I'll see you in a couple of days. Bye. I'm not sure how I feel about Coldplay making me so emotional. Yeah, they haven't done this to me since 2005, but it's working. Much gratitude to Brandon for this one, because if he had just told me, hey, you should listen to this Coldplay song, like outside of the context of us having to record a podcast, I'd probably have been like, yeah, 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 totally. And then I never would have. But man, I was moved. That's beautiful stuff. It's an interesting record. You know, it's produced by Max Martin. The final song is a 10-minute epic that's kind of in the style of like a great Pink Floyd proggy track. It's different. I dig <laughs> it. All right. All right. That's a strong start to this uh, this wild card round. Nate, I have traveled to the great Rust Belt of America, and I've spoken <laughs> with a real-life Michigander <laughs> who is showing us the way in pop music. Hey, my name is Jolie Myers. I'm the editor for Switched On Pop, and I have been listening nonstop to a track called Lilac by the K-pop megastar IU. It's off her 2021 album by the same name. It's a real disco-y thing. She's got these optimistic, breathy, sexy, sweet vocals, but there's this funky guitar and bass that's under the whole thing. Uh, If you're not really ready to give up summer um, yet because hot girl summer never happened and you're not ready for seasonal depression yet, I would say give Lilac a spin. I think it's probably breaking some major international treaty to have to pause that song. (laughs) I want to keep letting it go. It's kind of even hard to speak about. It just grooves. It's got that 80s throwback thing, but it feels super contemporary. 
I would even locate it more specifically in that Japanese city pop aesthetic that we discussed with the aforementioned Kat Zhang uh, yes. a few months ago. Like there's there's that throwback element here that we've been hearing across the charts and TikTok. But then this has like something so current and and unique to it as well. And the vocal delivery and the phrasing and the timbre. This is awesome. From Michigan to Seoul and now back to the West Coast to Oregon. Hi, this is producer Megan Lubin, and I have been loving the song Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. The lyrics are so relatable. If you've ever hurt someone or been hurt by someone, plus it's just a beautiful song. I highly recommend stepping into Brandy's universe and putting on Right on Time. It's not too late. I Brandy delivering us that epic drum moment from a power ballad that we were wanting from the Adele with, mm-hmm. yet again, an exceptional vocal delivery. Woof. Yeah, you can hear her actually kind of leaning back away from the microphone when she hits that climactic note on the word right. It's like she has to step away lest she shatter the microphone with the sheer inspiring power of her voice it's totally gives me chills that is such a great pick from megan so pulling back the state of the union yes is it healthy are we whole charlie my sense is that we are deeply divided and yet strong and i think if we can celebrate that division that plurality of voices maybe we can recognize what we all have in common rather than what separates us. With that, Nate, I believe our annual state of the pop union is adjourned. (laughs) Switch on Pop is produced by Nate Sloan, me, Charlie Harding. We're engineered by Brandon McFarlane, edited by Julie Myers, social media by Abby Barr, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa and Hannah Rosen. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes of our show anywhere you listen to podcasts and on our website, switchedonpop.com. Hit us up on the socials at switchedonpop. We want to hear from you. What are you listening to? that you think defines the state of pop music in 2021. We'll be back again next week on Tuesday with another episode. And until then, thanks thanks for for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.